It is Friday, March 19th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the fifth quick hit podcast in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me again is Jared Smola. We are now up to 10 Dynasty rookie scouting reports uh, 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 on DraftSharks.com. Every single one is free to read. We have many more on the way leading up to the NFL Draft. Check them out. And we'll be doing one of these for every player that we post the rest of the way. Subscribe to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds to get all of them. At Eric Walks on Twitter told us yesterday he's been listening to these with his seven-year-old son. So you can trust us for family-friendly material, at least when it's Jared and me. If we have guests on, you know, they can be loose cannon sometimes. So no promises there. Jared, we're going to round out the top four of this loaded quarterback class today with BYU's Zach Wilson. So tell me some background on the Cougar QB. Yeah, Wilson took over as BYU starter midway through his freshman season back in 2018, started the past two years. So he has 28 games of college starting experience. I know um, the guys over at Numberfire um, have found a correlation between you know college experience and NFL success. So I think, you know, Wilson kind of checks that box being a 28-game starter. Um, he, he had a really impressive freshman season after taking over. 66% completion percentage, 8.7 yards per attempt. 12 touchdowns versus just three interceptions. Numbers dipped in 2019. He was down to a 62% completion rate, 7.5 yards per attempt. Has, I think, a valid excuse, though. He spent that offseason rehabbing surgery for a torn right labrum you know, his in his throwing shoulder. Also missed time during that 2019 season with a fractured right thumb, you know, the, the, his throwing thumb. So I think those two injuries you can definitely point to as at least part of the reason his numbers took a step back. Rebounded in a big way this past season, 73.5% completion rate, 11.1 yards per attempt, 33 touchdowns versus just three interceptions. He was fourth in the nation in PFF's adjusted completion rate, also near the top of the class in big-time throw rate and a percentage of interceptable passes. So you know, really fared well no matter what metric you look at this past season. Yeah, so we have a guy, as you mentioned, there's some experience. He spent two full years, plus most of his freshman year as the starter. He beats Trey Lance, certainly on experience. Similar to Lance, though, we don't have that what did he do after that breakout season campaign to look at. You know, I mentioned Jordan Love on the previous show, had that excellent year and then came back next year and disappointed. We don't have that year to judge Zach Wilson on. It's definitely fair to blame the injury, at least in part, for 2019. He said that he wasn't really healthy that whole year. He would feel fine in the games and then by Monday he couldn't even lift his arm the shoulder was so bad so I would imagine that we did not get full Zach Wilson that year it'll be interesting to see what he has maybe he just keeps getting better maybe he's regressing from the best year of his career to this point so it's just kind of a a we'll see about him the film review shows somebody that has plenty of talent there's arm strength he is a very capable runner. I would, and I would say capable as opposed to electric. I think he can be o- oversold a little bit on that front. I agree. I mean, I think Trey Lance definitely more rushing upside. I think Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are at least like a tier above Zach Wilson uh, goes. You know, as far as rushing upside, the next level. Now that that's that. He's definitely not a zero with his legs. I think he he's gonna give us some rushing production. I don't know, like maybe like Aaron Rodgers level. You know, two three hundred rushing yards a year plus a handful of touchdowns, which, you know, is big when you're comparing that to, you know, a pocket pass or, you know, some, someone like Mac Jones who, who we'll get to, who I think, you know, is going to pretty much be a zero in the, in the running game as a pro. 
Yeah, I would say heading into the pros, I would rate Zach Wilson's rushing similar to what Baker Mayfield looked like heading into the pros, similar to Joe Burrow last year, where they're not winning versus other running quarterbacks, but it is enough to maybe put them ahead of, you know, NFL QBs who don't run the ball very much. So it's, it, it helps. It's not necessarily a plus versus who he's coming into the, the league with this year. Again, plenty of arm strength, but even that has trouble standing out because uh, he's coming in with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all those guys have at least similar, if not better arm strength. So it's, it's kind of tough for Zach Wilson to come in right now against this class now, because of that issue, I think coming out in the strong class, I do think that he's getting overhyped in some spots. Before I watched Zach Wilson at all, I had already seen and heard Chris Sims, you know, former quarterback, Phil Sims' son, the uh, pro football talk contributor now. He was talking about Zach Wilson having Patrick Mahomes upside and rated him the top quarterback in this class. I, I think that's crazy. I think that Zach Wilson might have like Patrick Mahomes' cover band upside where you can see he's doing some of the things, but you're never going to mistake him for the real thing. I don't think that that's his ceiling. Uh, you know, I, you see things like the underhand shovel pass for that red zone touchdown against Houston. That's like a, it's like a Patrick Mahomes move. You see the long throws on the move again, plenty of arm to do the stuff. You can have a good time watching him. Bob McGinn also does uh, of the athletic. Now he does, he talked to NFL scouts about the top prospects on both sides. One of the scouts apparently called Wilson a cross between Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes. Again, to me, that's just unrealistic, at least for fantasy purposes. That said, I, I want to end this portion on a, on a pro because I'm not anti-Zach Wilson. I do think that maybe his pro ceiling is Russell Wilson. Um, that might seem like a lofty bar given what Russell Wilson's done to this point in the NFL, but Russell Wilson came into the league as a third-round pick. So I think that it's not unrealistic to say that's what Zach Wilson could ultimately become if things go right for him. Yeah, it sure sounds like the NFL is super high on Zach Wilson. You know, the, the buzz is he's going number two to the Jets ahead of Justin Fields. I, I, It's not crazy to say he has the best arm in this class. I think he's definitely the best throwing on the move. It's tough for me to rank him over Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I think, you know, those guys, as we've talked about, were big-time recruits, really did nothing to, you know, dispel that in college. And they just they just played so much tougher competition than Zach Wilson. Like, he, he didn't play a single – traditional powerhouse last season in 2019 he played Tennessee and I think it was USC he had decent games against them but didn't light them up so I, I just think Lawrence and Fields seem so much safer to me and then you know talking fantasy again I think those guys have higher ceilings just because of their rushing abilities yeah so let's wrap this up with the fantasy outlook and you know again I, I think the context is important I, I don't dislike Zach Wilson as a prospect I think there's plenty of upside like I said I, I think that Ultimately, there's Russell Wilson's ceiling here, but for me, for fantasy purposes, he just doesn't beat any of the other guys in the top four in fantasy scoring upside. Could he end up beating any of them in fantasy production, long-term value? Sure, he definitely could. If you tell me Wilson is your guy among this group, I'm not going to try too hard to talk you out of it, but I think that he's hurt by the strength of the top four. I think he would have faced the same issue last year if he came out with Joe Burrow to uh, Justin Herbert. That was another strong class. But if you had Zach Wilson in 2019, I think he would have been duking it out with Kyler Murray to be the top quarterback drafted. I think he would have been close to Kyler Murray for the top fantasy QB. I think 2018, same deal. He would have been duking it out with Baker Mayfield atop that draft class. I think he, Baker, and Lamar Jackson would have been very close for that top QB spot. I'm sure that he would have been well ahead of guys like Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. So I do like Zach Wilson. It's just a tough time for him to come in. 
I think he probably belongs in the second half of round one. Right now, if you look at Dynasty League football's rookie draft ADP, he is right with Trey Lance and basically tied QB three and four. There's less of a gap, though, between those two guys and Mac Jones than there is between those two guys and Justin Fields and than there is between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. That surprised me. Yeah, that, that surprises me, too. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised, though, with Wilson and Lance being, you know, back-to-back. I probably have, have them back-to-back. I'm probably going to favor Lance just because, as we talked about, the upside with his rushing I think Wilson, though, undoubtedly, it's not like he lacks upside because, again, he is going to give us some rushing. He does have the, the big arm where he could put up, you know, huge passing stats. I, again, the early talk is he's going to land with the Jets. It, it's funny. I was watching some Wilson games this morning thinking you know, he'd look really good in a Kyle Shanahan offense with his ability to, you know, roll out, throw on the move. Then I read Kevin's article on Wilson, and he reminded me that Michael LaFleur, the Jets' new OC, is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. So it does seem like Wilson's going to be a good fit in that offense. I um, you know the Jets have added a piece in Corey Davis in free agency. It's it's a decent group of weapons. So you know, not not a horrible landing spot for Wilson if he ends up there. Not a spot I think it's going to elevate him right out of the gate, but you know, a, a spot I think he can have success in. Yeah, but it might not even be a bad landing spot. I mean, it's going to kind of carry that connotation just because we're used to Adam Gase the past three years. But the Jets might be just as good a landing spot as any of the other early places. And really, just to add one more bit of context to Zach Wilson, because I know I've pointed out some negatives, but if you look at our overall dynasty rankings he's top 16 i think he's top 13 right now so again he's coming in in this top heavy class of of strong fantasy prospects but we like him long term overall already yeah i mean again i think he should be a borderline first round pick in one quarterback rookie drafts you know he he, he should be among the first seven or eight picks in uh, super flex Check out DraftSharks.com for a new profile basically every day up until the NFL draft, including the Zach Wilson profile that Kevin did post today. Tomorrow, we will hit our second running back of the year, Memphis's Kenneth Gainwell, who made some noise at his pro day on Friday. As I've mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access, though, so that you can see where all these guys rank in our up-to-date Dynasty rankings, as well as accessing our 2021 redraft rankings and the MVP board to help you with your best ball draft. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.